0: Recorded live. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Like from yep. <laughs> Every time. So, okay. Um, do you agree to participate in this research interview? Yes. Do you consent to the audio recording of our conversation? Yes. And do you prefer to be assigned a pseudonym to be used in place of your real name on all documents and recordings, or do you give your consent for your real name to be used in this research?
1: Um, It can be my real name.
0: Cool. Uh, Please feel free to ask for any clarification during this interview. There are three main topics that we're going to try and cover um, with a set of questions in each. Um, Elaborate on any question or idea or topic you'd like to address more thoroughly. Um, It's not a super structured interview, so you can do what you want, basically. Okay. All right. So to begin, um, I just want to get to know you and your role um, at SPNN. Um, so if you can just talk to me about what your title and department is, what your responsibilities are, and um, how that might relate to media literacy work.
1: Okay. Um, well, um So I'm the Youth Programs Director at St. Paul Neighborhood Network, and um, my responsibilities are to um, coordinate um, our youth media programs um, that we run here. Um, We we coordinate we run programs um, um, during the summer and and, um, after school, and on a, a, a regular basis. And then we also partner with. Um, a number of different community organizations to do programs. Um, some of those are regular, like we work with the um, libraries in St. Paul to staff a a, um, a drop-in youth media space each week. Um, and then other partnerships are more um, occasional and are um, usually focused on working with youth to do different uh, Um, youth youth media projects um, or or also schools Um, and um, media literacy is really embedded in all the work that we do um, just helping young people um, understand how media is made and by by creating their own media and um, and having and helping them create um, helping them develop the language to um, talk about um, talk about big, big bigger concepts in media such as um how um how race and gender and class are played out in in media um and um like how and and to um, um produce more accurate um portrayals of of uh of people in the media that they create or not just people, but people and, and communities and the media that they create.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so how how would you, like, define media literacy, like, within your organization? Do you have, like, an official definition, um, or are there, like, sort of elements that you consider to be key to that?
1: Um, that's a great question, and, you know, I don't think that there is a one definition of media literacy. Um, I think um, there's, I mean, I've and uh i've used different definitions that i've i've come across um over the years um but there's not i don't think there's one um definition that we use like within our organization um i think it probably comes down to i mean at a, um s p n n it probably comes down to um the first The first area being more, um, like around, um, being literate in the, like the actual tools of production of like media Mm -hmm. production, like how a piece of media is created. So having the language to understand, um, you know, different, different concepts, whether it's, um, like elements of, of, um, production, um, whether it's, um, camera angles or editing terms um graphic term um um graphical concepts like how a piece of media is created and what types of um tool or, um sorry i can't get the word like um what types of um tools are are, are used to mm-hmm. get um get a a um message um um across to a a, a viewer Um, and I guess, um, techniques, that's the word I'm looking for, (laughs) like techniques and tools that you would use to to get across a a piece of media. Um, so that's, I guess that's one kind of area of media, of of media literacy that I think we really focus on as an organization. And then I think the Mm -hmm. other one is more about, um, like more, um, theoretical um you know Mm -hmm. is more so more like looking at media and understanding the power of media and and how um how media has been used to like what like to um like how how uh, power is used with with media um so whether that's um um, portraying different groups of people in certain ways like how that happens um you know what what groups are what what's um narratives are not made visible through um mm-hmm. um through the ways that I mean through the um um those media um products and um so kind of like I, I feel like I'm not being very articulate right now as I'm trying to talk. No worries. So, so I think it's like the the tension of being recorded. I, like I, I will start. I'm trying to, to not think about it, and that's helping. Don't it. worry about it. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about it, so that it makes it more sense. <laughs> <difference. laughs> so, but I feel like part of it is like the um, just understanding like how how people of color or women or um, queer people or y- young people are. Are um, see themselves in media, and you know how is that accurate? How is that not accurate? Um, and having the language to kind of talk about that, um, mm-hmm. and and or and then even just things like how are commercials used to sell products? Like what is the narrative around that? Um, so really trying to kind of deconstruct and think about media creation, and then and then and then I think that goes back to the first area that I talked about of like understanding the tools of production that kind of inspires and helps young people that I work with create their own pieces of media that in response to that. Right. So how oh. like
0: what kind of like specific activities do you guys use to sort of affect that? Like what does your day to day
1: like program look like to accomplish that? Um, well, it's um probably a I mean a mixture of um, informal um, conversation around those topics, and then more formal discussion and presentation around the topics of media literacy, and then actual hands-on um, project-based work. Um, so, if in, in our after-school program, um, young people, um, we have different themes that we work on through the year, and um, and so young people are, are work on projects related to those themes, whether it's like identity or community, they're pretty broad themes. And then mm-hmm. the youth come up with more focused topics within those themes. Um, and then really they spend a lot of time working on their own or in small groups to develop their projects and actually and film and interview and, and edit them. Um, and then, um, so so a lot of what, they're doing is you know just actually being in the act of making of making media, and then the other part of it is we do, we we um, do something every day which is called a, um, a, a media showcase. So that will be that's either like a staff picks a piece of media for everybody to watch and then critique, or sometimes a youth might like as they get more involved in the program they might have a piece of media that they want to present and and mm-hmm. quote unquote sh- showcase. Um, so that's a way that we look at media and kind of talk about the tools of production and talk about like how, how, how people, how a community might be portrayed. You know, what's the, what's the the goal of this piece of media? What, what are they trying to get across? What's their message? Um, so we can talk about those things, but in a way that's not like a, a lecture or something. Um, and it's usually a piece of media that, um, that youth might be interested in, whether it's like a music video or maybe like a really, like a funny commercial or, mm-hmm. or a narrative or a documentary. I mean, really great ranges. We, we show a lot of different things and, and there's not really a agenda behind it. Um, in terms of like, oh, today we're going to talk about this thing. I mean, we might have something mm-hmm. in mind that there might be, that there might be a good thing to discuss, um, but it's not like it's all pre, pre-planned. It's really based yeah. on where the conversation goes and what what things stand out to people and and that. So so I guess those are that's um that's one of the things that we do every day in our program and then also just the hands on media production just normally happens. Um and then, you know, because we're a a um community media center, I mean we are also just talking about, you know, what who we are, like what what our space is, like what does it mm-hmm. SPNN do like why do we exist um, what um, what kinds of media are created here um, what would you not normally see on like if you turned on like um, commercial television what would you um, what's what's different about what you would see on one of our channels versus mm-hmm. on other channels or on YouTube um, and so I think that that's also something that happens pretty regularly in our programs just because. Of who we are and other things that are happening here at um spnn so
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know because there might be like a benefit coming up or there might be a production where we might be inviting youth to be part of to like volunteer on a community production or there might be um just different like events happening here that um like like discussions and screenings that they might want to be part of so i think that's another way that we um like talk about media literacy and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know like media ownership and things like that without um hammering it over someone's head <laughs> um yeah. cuz with 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 youth you can't i mean we don't we're we're in um informal youth programs so we you know we really focus on informal learning and so we we don't do a lot of like big presentations in our in our programs we do much more interactive and hands-on and small group work
0: yeah on that topic like could you talk to me about how your students sort of find out about your program and get involved and like maybe sort of who those students are demographically um like are they coming from a particular school like what is the aid range like gender race socioeconomic like patterns I feel like are relevant. There's like a lot of different cost sections that you can go for. So just the ones that you feel like are relevant in your case.
1: Right. Um, well, we we work with youth primarily that live in um, St. Paul, like in the, the city of, of St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, we do accept youth into our programs. If they don't live in St. Paul, they can still be involved, but we don't actively recruit youth from outside of the city. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of other youth media programs that exist in, in around the Twin Cities area, so mm-hmm. there are other options for youth in other parts of the city, though there could definitely be many, many more, um, in my opinion. Um, um, the youth we work with um, come to us a few different ways. Um, sometimes they hear about us through recruitment that we do at their schools. We, mm-hmm. we go to um, the public high, high schools and some of the charter high schools that are in, um, in Saint Paul, um, and then we um, um, we focus on ones that are relatively easy to get to us from their school. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also hit all of the major, like the main core um, high schools in Saint Paul, like the the um, district, the larger mm-hmm. high schools. All of them get get hit by us. Um, or by get her visited by us <laughs> that um we we also um um in the summer we run a um a internship program that's paid That's mm-hmm. so it's a high, it's a program for high school students um it's a documentary program over the course of six weeks and mm-hmm. so youth in that program they come to us through right track which is the um it's a youth employment program that's funded by the mm-hmm. city of Saint Paul, and, oh, and also has um, federal funding. So those youth find out about us through Right Track, and we do a job fair, and then youth can select our site if they're interested mm-hmm. in working here, and then we interview them and hire them if we think they're a good fit. So, um, so some of the youth come to us through that, that, um, that avenue um but then they end up staying involved through other other programs after that um in terms of the um demographic breakdown of our youth um about 80 percent of the youth we work with um qualify for um free or um um reduced lunch um and about 75 percent of the youth we work with are um youth of color um Primarily um, African American and um, Asian American. Um, we also work with youth who are Latino and Native, but probably a smaller a smaller percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably pre- pretty evenly split between female and male. Um, it kind of goes it varies each each year, but I would say it's pretty pretty evenly split. Um, and the youth we work with are mainly high school aged, so um, probably between 15 and um, 18 for our after school program. But um, we do also involve quite a few young people who are have graduated from high school and now work and are involved with us um, as youth media leaders, um, which means they they are paid to um, assist with programs or um, administrative projects and uh, media projects. And they get paid through um, through a, a youth employment program to work with us. So mm-hmm. probably we have a number of youth between eight, ages 18 and 22 who are still involved. And we, we really encourage those alumni youth to be involved. Um, yeah. Oh, and, and I should say the the Drop-in space that we work in is um, ages twelve through eighteen. So Mm -hmm. probably what I just said, you could say like it's actually twelve at the bottom to eighteen for all the youth we work with, and then the high school program that we work that runs here is in obviously is fifteen to to eighteen. Does that does that all make make sense?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just like I just I just just,
1: like I just like changed what I said. Because I remembered that our our drop in program has a slightly wider pool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. It's it, our our location um, makes it so we're we're not in a, a neighborhood. We're we're in um, almost like an a industrial area of Saint Paul mm-hmm. that has now been developed. So there's a lot of um, s- small businesses in this area, and um, you know a lot of creative workers um work in this in this um district it's called the community mm-hmm. um um enterprise zone so we moved here because it's really close to the light rail and it's a very it's like a very accessible area, but we're not in a neighborhood which means that youth do have to travel to get here usually mm-hmm. from wherever they they live so um it cuts down. It's cut down a little bit on you know, who can come to our programs because they have to commute to get here. Yeah,
0: is there public transport available, or is it have to be private?
1: Nope. There's there's buses. There's a light a light rail that's two blocks um, from where we are. There's a bus um, um, that goes right. Actually, stops right outside of our building. Um, and actually, the youth that I work with in our, our leadership committee, they. Um, they were the ones who got that bus stop put in because um, originally the bus didn't stop oh, cool. right here because, like, like I said, it's this it's this area that's um, transitioning from being really a very industrial area to being this um, you know more active um, retail commerce area. So, um, so we are when we, when we moved into this building about a year and a half ago, we um found that we really needed to have a bus stop close by so that youth could get off the light rail and then take the bus here. So so yeah. Well, cool. yeah. Um
0: is there any demographic of participant that you'd like to be engaging more than you are currently um and if there is like what the what are the barriers sort of that are preventing that?
1: Um well, I, I, I do want to add something to what I my last the last question um, in that a lot of the youth we work with are are newer to this country, so their families are um, um, immigrant or um, refugee youth. So I don't have a specific number on that, but um, but I would say like a good you know maybe. Um, at least a third to half of the youth we work with, uh, um, you know, are recent immigrants to mm-hmm. um, this country. Um, um, well, I think in terms of are there any demographics that I would like to work with more? Um, yeah. I think that um, we um, St. Paul is a really big city geographically, like we're, mm-hmm. we're just really sp- spread out. Um, so for some of the youth that we work with, they have to travel a long way to get here. Like it takes an hour on the um, mm-hmm. bus or light rail to get here. So we we actually do provide some transportation. We have a van and we pick up youth from some places, but you know, we only have one van. So it's limited what we can do. Um, so I would love to be able to work with youth from a broader Broader area around the the city because it's just it's really hard yeah. for youth who live over an hour away to get all, all the way here and so it just means that our participation sometimes is affected by that. Um, but that's one reason why we also do a lot of offsite programming and we try to target our offsite pro- programming to the areas that are you know not as not served as well by by our program. Um, sure. Yeah. And other than that, I um, I mean I think we could always serve more more youth than we serve, um, you know, we just have limitations on staffing of what we can do. Um, so, yeah. So, but I think, I feel like the, and, and uh, I guess I would, I would say that probably some of the more underserved, I mean, um, communities like Latino youth, I think are, it's been harder to work with Mm
0: -hmm.
1: youth from that, that community, but I think that's partially like a geographic issue and Mm -hmm. partially just, just that, what what I what I found is that often if we get some youth from one school, then we get many other youth will also come from that school. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the the mm-hmm. um what's that word <laughs> like the um, tipping point or something where we get like a certain number and then all of a sudden we'll have like a whole bunch of youth from that one school. And so we just haven't yeah. So we're it's often how youth hear about us is like one friend and then a bunch of friends and then so we just haven't had that happen yet with. Um, mm-hmm. With certain the demographics of youth that we work with, so
0: okay. um could you like are there any things that you feel makes your program unique from a media literacy training perspective, like the way that you're teaching
1: um as compared to other similar programs um, I don't know if um. I don't know if there's really anything that unique about it. I mean, I feel like what we do is pretty similar to what a lot of other youth media organizations that I'm connected to. Um, so, um, I i mean, I think what we do is really important and valuable. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm not trying to discount what we do. But I, <laughs> no. I don't know if it's any... <laughs> I, I don't... Um, I mean, I think, okay, I, I guess well you asked from a media literacy perspective so from that are you talking about like in terms of our, our our curriculum are there things that are unique is that what you mean or could it be just anything about our program um
0: yeah i mean uh, curriculum but if there's something else then you're you're welcome to share that
1: well cuz i mean i guess the thing that stands out to me that i think is unique is that we we work with a lot of older youth and that they're still involved in our organization. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that, um, that's something that I haven't seen as much from other organizations. Um, just because we've, we've been around for a long time. We've been running, you know, our, our set it up program, our after school teen produced show is in its 16th season. So, um, we've been doing this for a long time and we, um, and a lot of the youth who have been involved in the past like still have a strong connection to the show and um, support us in different ways. They come to our, our events. Um, you know, we, we made an um, alumni video last last year and a number of those youth came by to be interviewed for it to talk about their experience mm-hmm. in the, the Set It Up program. Um, and we still have a number of youth who are in their, their 20s, even in their mid 20s, who still come to our our YAC meetings, um, and YAC is our Youth Action Committee. So it's it's a kind of a mm-hmm. youth advisory committee and youth and slash youth leadership council for um, SPNN. So yeah. um, so I think that's pretty unique. Um, and I think the other thing that's probably unique about about our programs is that we have a lot of youth. Um, um, we really encourage a lot of youth leadership in our programs. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of youth who are um, who are program assistants who assist with the program. Program um, um, youth who've moved up from being participants to teaching and running mm-hmm. their own classes, um, and then youth who give us um, like through what they through, through through YAC give a lot of. Feedback about how they want the programs to be run, and we take those take that feedback mm-hmm. um, to heart, and we make changes. You um, know, also w- w- um, within YAC, a lot of youth will um, um, work on projects that 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 are um, related to our programs. Like, for instance, getting the bus stop in, or or helping to buy furniture for the space um, for our, our youth space, um, or how did um, or how to, or um, they give us feedback on what um, equipment to purchase as part of our programs. So mm-hmm. um, so I think that's a really important aspect of what we do is that we're not, like we don't see ourselves as just doing, running a youth media program, but we're also a place for youth to, um, like a community space for youth to be connected to other young people and adults who are caring and have a safe place that they can go. Um, and we're also a place where youth can develop leadership skills and the confidence to um, um, make 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 decisions to um to better their um community mm-hmm. so um so we we see we try to practice practice of things that we're 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 um we're teaching in our programs and really be like a um, living example of um, a um, democratic um, space. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, So I know you talked about this, you touched on this like really briefly at the beginning, um, but the second thing we were kind of looking at is um, the ways that um, community media centers, schools, and public libraries might share experiences and resources. Um, in this project Um, so if you could just talk about what has been like particularly helpful um, at your program in like if there's any specific things including like data infrastructure personnel or space sharing um, anything like that with schools or public libraries or other community media community organizations In your area, that have been particularly like helpful to
1: you guys. Mm Mhm. Yeah. Um. So we've been involved with the um, Create Tech, um, which is um a program, um, that that was created out of the uh, um, Saint Paul Public Library, Mm -hmm. and Create Tech is modeled after the, um, um, UMedia space in um oh yeah um, Chicago yeah yeah Chicago um so we um it's a a drop-in space that you that 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 functions with the um homago philosophy which is to hang mm-hmm. which is that we encourage teens to hang out, mess around and um geek out um and explore um technology in, in different ways um, with like at um, within the space um, mm-hmm. so there's a there's a core or it's called the a core uh, create space at Arlington Hills Community Center which is a joint um, recreation center slash um, library it's um, it's on the, the east side of st. Paul which is one of the areas uh, that's further away from where we're located. We're, we're kind of on the western side of St. Paul, and Arlington Hills Community Center is on the eastern side. Um, so it's been not only a good partnership for us philosophically to partner with them, but it's also geographically in an area of the city that we are a little further away from. Um, and um um, also, there are also Create Tech spaces at other libraries throughout St. Paul, and they're working to develop them. So there's one in every library. And then um, because we're part of the Create Tech cohort, um, we actually also have a Create Tech space here. So on Mondays um, is when we we have our, our drop in space where youth can come and hang out and work on a media projects and other. other um, technology focused projects um so that's been a really positive um, thing for um for us to be involved in um because we um, it's given us access to youth to that that we can work with to explore um, um, media skills and mm-hmm. and Um, in a way that is different from um, our after-school program or our intern program like we reach a different group of youth through this create tech space it may be youth who um, weren't necessarily interested in doing media production before they walked into the create tech space and Mm -hmm. um, and wouldn't 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 necessarily like apply to be part of our 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 program Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that's been really, really great for us because we can, instead of doing like a cla- doing something more structured like a class or an after-school program or things like that, um, the Createx space is really more about just meeting youth where they're at, and so mm-hmm. youth can really choose to be involved in an activity that we present at the Createx space or not. It's it's really fine for them to they just want to hang out and um, look at. Um, you know play 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 video games or look at um social media um that's totally fine um or if they want to engage in the activity that we're presenting they they can they're that's that's uh, um great too so there's really no 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 judgment on that and um so we so each week we we present a different drop-in activity whether it's photography or we might bring a GoPro camera we we've done um animation, lots of different, like, short activities. And if youth are interested, they, they can go further with those projects. They can continue working on them the following week. Um, and they can even be involved in our programs here. So we've had a few youth who've started out there but then have decided, like, oh, SPN pretty cool. I think I'll check out their, their space. So that's been really great. Um, and um, But I guess what, um, in terms of a partnership um, with the library system, I think what what's been... So amazing about it is that um, instead of us just coming in and providing a service, um, which is something that we've done in the past, like we've worked with the libraries for many years and gone in and done short workshops with different groups of youth, what's different is that this is a persistent space um, that, and is a, a um, is a, is a um, collaboration between the libraries, the rec, the. The, sorry, the library, um, St. Paul Public Library, the mm-hmm. rec center, because, like I said, it's in a co. It's uh, um, co-located in a space. It's co- co-located. Is that the right term? <laughs> um, yeah, co-located in a it's in a, a library word. slash rec center space. And there's a um, two non 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 nonprofits that are also partners in 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 working with youth at that space. So the science museum and then us um, are also part, part of the cohort. So we are really in, we're, we're an equal partner in it. We, we, yeah. we sit at the table and make, and contribute and make decisions about what's going to happen in that space. And we're valued as, um, I mean, I feel like we're, we're valued because of that, that, um,
0: yeah.
1: that relationship that we've, we've, uh, built and that like commitment to being inclusive and, um, accessible to, to youth, but also to to um, us being treated as a as a as a equal partner in running the the, the space. Mm. Um, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So and it's, um, it's been sorry. I think three years. I think it's been about three years now that we've we've been involved with the the Createx space, and really, it's just it's just getting better and better um, because we we you know there's just so much. When you run a youth drop-in space, there's a lot of it's it's pr- a pretty new concept, really, um, mm-hmm. and I think the, the UMedia space opened up in maybe I want to say 2000. Well, I I don't remember, but you can you can check. <laughs> but but yeah. the the UMedia U space opened up just a few years back, and then we opened a few years after that. And so I think it's still new in terms of how how we're navigating that space. But I think it's a really good process and um it's it's something that i think has been really valuable to to us to be be part of um but but like like i said it is different than the other programs that we are more familiar with running and Mm -hmm. so it's it's forced us to be uh to to um present our our um our our programming um and our skills in a in a a different way than we were familiar with before Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I wonder if um could you identify any challenges in working either with libraries or schools that you've run into? I don't those obviously might not be relational problems, like it sounds like you've been doing really well there. Um but like any limitations um in like logistically
1: as well would be helpful for us to know about too. <laughs> um, well, um, I, I, I feel like I'm just going to answer every question the same way because here, I was say, um, our main challenge is really, I mean, the biggest challenge I can think of is staffing, um, that we, um, just having the funds to, yeah, um, to very common. <laughs> To, yeah, I, I know it's like it's like the most uninteresting un- response, but I guess I I have to say it. Um, and then maybe I mean I'll it's true. So yeah. More. Um, but yeah, we we at one point we um we did have a full time staff at, that was mm-hmm. focused on the createx space. We had funding for it, and then that funding went away. Um and um so now that position is gone, and we have a um um. Um AmeriCorps member who is doing that programming, and they that person is doing a great job, but as you know, like an AmeriCorps position is either one you know, is typically one or two years, yeah. so you know you build up all the knowledge in that person and you know mm-hmm. they, I mean they, they build up knowledge and skills and then after a couple of years they go away and you have to start over again so I, it's much more difficult to sustain that partnership with a mean with a, a basically a temporary position than it is when it's a a full-time um like a sorry when it's a permanent position sure. so yeah so that's that's a big limitation your limitation is just that they, the library has limitations about what kinds of funds they can apply for so mm-hmm. um that's been challenging too in that um it's not like they can um <laughs> I mean they have to have the friends of the library apply for funds. So then there's like mm-hmm. another relationship that we have to navigate. Um mm-hmm. because the library, I mean on on the one hand, the library can access funds that we can't like through the library. Um like there's I know there's been some um funds like the actually the the Createx space was developed out of out of uh, specifically um um a grant that was specific for um Libraries to mm. um, apply for, but then that, as I understand it, that money isn't around anymore. So, mm. um, so on, on the one hand, they have access to certain kinds of funds, and they have obviously the the city of of Saint Paul fund funds them. So they have, um, they're a good partner in the sense that they have a permanent building. They have really, they have funds for staff. Um, they have funds for trainings, um, so they're a very well endowed partner. Mm-hmm. Um, which, compared to many other partners that we've worked with over the years, um, <laughs> they provide a level of, of um, stability that is mm-hmm. really great. Um, that we've we've been able to like take it take advantage of. Like for instance, they can if there's a piece of equipment that one of the other creative partners has, they can get it in their van and. Like drop it off with mm-hmm. with us, you know, like that's pretty nice, um, yeah. but on the other hand, there's some financial there's some limitations because of their status that they haven't been able to it's been harder to go in on fundraising projects with them because um, we have, we have to do it through the friends and then it's like another layer of complexity because the friends works with the whole library system, not just that one library, mm-hmm. so it's been complicated so that's yeah. a that's the that's a uh been a bit of a challenge um so but um yeah
0: totally yeah uh, and then
1: oh sorry um yeah I, I i can't think of any i mean i can go on to say like other smaller challenges but i don't know if that's really i mean i feel like i kind of touched on the biggest the 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 bigger ones
0: yeah thanks yeah Um, So my last question is just um, about what you sort of perceive the impact of your uh, media literacy program to have been um, on the community you're serving, um, and if there's any sort of unexpected effects that have come about um, following, like, in addition to sort of the media literacy goals, if there's additional... um, services that it's ended up providing um, whatever sort of you feel is um, like exciting
1: to talk about Um, could you could you just could you repeat that question one more time
0: yeah totally um can you talk about um, what you perceive the impact of your media literacy program um, was and if there were any sort of unexpected additional effects of the program um, on the community.
1: Okay. Okay. Um... Um well, I think the biggest um, impact um on our, our I mean the, the the biggest impact on our of our programs on the community that we serve is um um I think um, is probably just creating a, a safe space where young people can be and mm-hmm. um and to um express themselves um um through media um i think there's For a lot of teens, there's very few places that they can do that Um, Mm -hmm. and many don't find school to be a place um, that offers a lot of opportunities for creativity and um, technology exploration. Um, So I think the biggest impact has really been just that we've created a persistent space over the past 15 years for young people to um come to and feel safe at and be welcomed and um and to be who they they are whether it's um um, um whether it's a um a queer youth or a autistic youth or a um youth of whatever um Immigrant status they might have, or um, 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 whatever their um, identity is that they bring to the space, that they know that they will be safe there and mm-hmm. um, included and welcomed and encouraged to, to express their own voice. Um, and I think that that may not be what we originally. Intended it to be so. Um, I think when when I first got into this work, I thought the impact was going to be more people will know media and go out there and mm-hmm. make media. And I think um, as I've done this work for the past 15 years, um, while the media skills that we're we are providing for youth and um, the tools to express themselves are still just as important, I think it's the other. Um, the less tangible things, um, in terms of, um, you know, in terms of creating a place where, young know, people are building their social emotional skills and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and learning how to navigate um, different relationships with other young people who may be different from them. I think that's that's what I've seen as being the most impactful aspect of it. Um, that said, there are a lot of young people who we work with who have gone on to work in the media fields um and that that's really rewarding to me to see um them go out and create their own their own place in in the in a field that is very um white dominated you know very um, um, um middle class um values presenting so um so it's been really exciting to me to see the young people who don't come from that background um being able to find a way for themselves um it's, it's, it's an incredibly um courageous thing to do um so so that's that's been i think really impact i mean it's i don't i don't have like numbers to back up that but it just i've seen a number of the young people i've worked with have gone on to do that and it's it's extremely exciting to see them do that so
0: Mm -hmm. thank you so much that's all of my questions is there anything that any thoughts you had that i didn't ask a question about that you would like to sort of quickly chime in
1: before we wrap up oh i don't think so um i feel like i touched on everything (laughs) well i mean if i did there were
0: a lot of questions so no no (laughs) one has no one has had some sudden revelations when I asked that question.
1: So, so. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I, I mean, probably I, I touched on all the more I mean, the most important things. So, yeah, I thought the questions were, were, were good. So, all
0: right, great, yeah. thank you so much. I just want to thank you yeah. for your time and for figuring out how to schedule this. Got the list. I know it's uh, <laughs> such a crazy time of the year. And no everything. problem
1: at so. all. I mean, thanks for sticking uh, with me and I, I'm sorry I took a few times to get it to All first, right. I'm so. <laughs> sure <Sorry. laughs> you're probably you're probably like used to that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough so. Uh. Yeah. because <laughs> you have to get onto campus to do the like, fall. Like that that's like a Yeah, well
0: okay. my computer has been dying. That's the other thing that's been going on, because my computer keeps dying. Because if I had my actual computer, then I wouldn't have to be on campus to call. Oh, that's a bummer. (laughs) But I'm working on, like, a teeny tiny little Chromebook, and it's, like, such a struggle right now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think it's back in the mail again from Best Buy. (laughs) They allegedly fixed it this time. Uh They didn't fix the last time. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) Well, that's good. Well, I hope you get it get it back soon. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You have right. a wonderful
0: day. Thank you okay. so much. Thanks. All
1: right. I will. Bye. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah ha, in my dentist's office.